From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine toured homes in East Palestine this morning with members of the EPA. He also drank tap water in one of those homes. This as a clinic is now open there for residents who have health concerns after the toxic train derailment nearly three weeks ago. ONN's Tracy Townsend has more. Here's what he had to say about those clinics that are being offered. What we worry about is that many people don't have a a medical home. Uh, They don't have a regular doctor or they may not have insurance. Uh, But even if they have both, they can still come here and talk to people who are experts in this particular area and maybe get some reassurance, get some information so that they can take whatever the next step is that they feel is is important to take. The governor said crews are about halfway through removing the toxic dirt from the train derailment site. I'm Tracy Townsend. Some residents who live near where the train derailed say not enough is being done to assure residents the area is safe. ONN's Bryant Somerville reports. While Brenda Foster tells me she feels the government would not lie to her that the water and the air are safe, she still has many questions. I think that they need to test the soil. I think just the air is not quite enough. They need to come in and test people's belongings. Meanwhile, Courtney Miller says until more information is released, her children will not be returning to East Palestine. I'm Brian Somerville. Meanwhile, a committee in the Ohio House will hold a hearing tomorrow about rail safety. Scheduled to testify as the assistant director of the Ohio Department of Public Safety, as well as a representative for the engineers and locomotive unions. Clyde Whitaker is the state director of the Smart Transportation Division, a railroad union. He says rail companies have cut too many jobs to ensure safety. They've cut the manpower down to bare bones, uh, like mechanical forces in a rail yard, car inspectors. Typically, it takes them three to four minutes to inspect one rail car, and there's over 100 points of inspection on a rail car. Now, their workforce is cut down. Now you've got one man, or it's on the conductor now to inspect that car in under 90 seconds. Reportedly, tomorrow's meeting will focus on what safety measures, if any, the state can impose to prevent another train derailment involving hazardous materials. In other state news, there was an explosion at a factory yesterday afternoon in Oakwood Village, about 20 miles southeast of Cleveland. ONN's Russ Mitchell reports. The blast at the Ice Schumann and Company metal plant left one man dead, 13 others injured. Everything was going on the usual day. Everything was going fine. Next thing I know, boom, everything turned black. It was so black you couldn't even see. So I finally made my way till I could get outside. I heard uh, a bunch of debris hitting the top of our building and landing in the parking lot. Witnesses say the explosion could be felt for miles and sent debris flying a football field away. Also, nearby cars and businesses were damaged. I'm Russ Mitchell. 46-year-old Steve Mullins, a maintenance worker, was killed in that explosion. Four former Toledo mayors are working to curb gun violence in the Glass City by proposing a 12-point action plan. ONN's Amanda Fay has more with former Mayor Cardi Finkbeiner. The Coalition for Peaceful Toledo Neighborhoods spearheaded months of town halls and meetings. The plan includes things like support for parents and parenting classes, safe methods of reporting crime, and enforcement of curfews. All of these are important. Not one is more important than the other 11. 
They all need to be part of a package. And as we move forward, as I said, we welcome input from any and all of you that can make the 12 a stronger if we've got a 13th and a 14th point in there. I'm Amanda Fay. A man is dead in Northeast Ohio after his wife says she accidentally shot him in their Cleveland home. Here's ONN's Dave James. It happened Sunday afternoon. Officers responded after receiving a call about a man who'd been shot. When they got there, they say there was a woman attempting to administer aid to 33-year-old Benjamin Irizari. Members of Cleveland EMS were unable to revive him, and he was pronounced dead at the scene a short time later. The man's wife says she shot her husband accidentally while clearing a firearm. The Cleveland Police Homicide Unit is investigating. Dave James, ONN News. Students held a vigil on the University of Toledo campus last night to remember the three students killed and five wounded last week in a shooting at Michigan State University. ONN's Kaylee Kirby reports. Student body president Colleen Palmer says it's become something students have to be prepared for. Something could happen anywhere, whether you're on college campus, going to a concert. It's just part of our world now. For some UT students, the last week hit closer to home. Junior Greta Faubert was friends with Alexandria Werner one of the victims in the mass shooting, a close friend and then a teammate on her high school softball team. She was always my role model, and I just have so many good memories. She never imagined she would lose her friend to a mass shooting. I'm Kaylee Kirby. And Antiques Roadshow is bringing the production to Stan Hewitt Hall and Gardens in Akron on Tuesday, June 6th for an all-day appraisal event. This stop marks one of five locations Antiques Roadshow is visiting this year, with three episodes created at each destination to air on PBS in 2024. Production officials say fans can enter for a chance to win free tickets on the PBS website. Special thanks to our affiliates WKYC-TV in Cleveland, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.